The following is a presentation of Cruise Addicts. Buckle up, everyone. Good evening, Don B here from Eat Sleep Cruise, joined by my good friend, John from Cruise Addicts, and we're talking about Tennessee Cruises tonight. How are you doing, John? I'm doing great. Really excited to be here talking about MSC Cruises. And we were kind of like on, at least an on an MSC cruise ship this uh, this past weekend, weren't we? We were. We've been on a couple of MSC cruise ships in the last few months. So we figured MSC is kind of making a big push in the U.S. We've I've gotten a lot of questions. I'm sure you've gotten a lot of questions on your posts and your articles about the cruise line. So we could talk a little bit about today, answer the questions you have about MSC, or if you have questions about any other cruise line, feel free to leave them in the comment section. Before we, of course, we dive in, let us know who's here. Let us know what your next cruise is. Because we both have cruises coming up pretty soon, not on MS ships, but uh, you have a cruise coming up in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, we're going on the Norwegian Spirit in Alaska on May 9th or seven nights. Really excited about that. Uh, I know we talked about going up to Alaska and it, it came to came to happen. Really excited. Um, and before we start, make sure, you know, we like to base these uh, live streams on your questions. So please give us a like, give us a thumbs up and also write down below, check in, let us know about what cruises you have coming. And of course, ask for MSC uh, question. If we don't know the answer, we'll make it up. And if not, we'll look it up. So, um, and if not, we'll just talk about food. So yeah, we'll I mean, you got one of three options there. Yes, I was just talking to Don about my secret special meatball recipe. Very exciting. Yes. <laughs> which, which fits perfectly because MSC Cruises, European brand, Italian brand. So you're bound to get plenty of Italian food. I, I'm assuming meatballs. I don't think I had meatballs, but they must serve it, right? I'm sure, and I, I know we really, we did see some beautiful pizza um, mm. on board. I know I shared some of the pictures. I just posted an article on cruiseaddicts.com about six things I love about MSC Cruises. And I know you have articles and videos coming as well. And uh, yeah, you can see the picture of this beautiful pizza that they have in the buffet area. I mean, there's a person making, and he's probably Italian, which just kind of lends some street cred, right? It does. I mean, they, they go right into the theme on MSC Cruises. so. You're talking about this pizza. You're gonna to have to dig up dig up a photo. We didn't get to eat any pizza this last time. Yeah. So we were on we were on Mervilia, which is now sailing out in New York, and they also have a couple other ships sailing out of the U.S. So of course, as John mentioned, ask your questions. We'll talk a little bit more about the the four different ships that they have right now in the U.S. But that doesn't mean you can't ask about the other ones because they have something like 23, 24 ships. They have a bunch of vessels. Yeah, it's one of the fastest growing cruise lines in the entire world. Uh, some people don't know about it. Some people just haven't actually uh, doesn't haven't been on board one of the ships. I mean, they can look from afar, but luckily we've both been on board and we'll try to lend some you know uh, information to people that are curious about it. I'm sure everybody is. Uh, we're always interested in something new. And I think there's just a, so many great reasons to actually take an MSC cruise. I think everybody should consider it. Uh, I know we'll take a deeper dive in that here in a minute. Yeah, I mean, we already have some great questions coming out on on Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn. So wherever you are, let you know, let us know what you want to know about the brand. We'll do the best to answer them. And I don't. Where do where do you, do you want to start? Well, I know we got some folks asking. Are you talking about Alaska? Okay, well, we're gonna talk. We'll hold off. We got Alaska next. We got a special we're talking about. We're gonna do another live. We'll, we'll talk about that another time. We're gonna try to focus on MSC Cruises, but inevitably Alaska comes up, right? Yeah. So we got Gloria Savage saying hello, hello, Gloria from Facebook. We really appreciate you checking in. And Justin from uh, YouTube, he says, perfect time. I have one booked for January, but don't know fully what to expect. Oh, well, you know, that's perfect. Um, what, what, what do you think they, Justin should expect? 
that's I, you're like the king of segues on there. So <laughs> yeah. some of the things that we we now this is from our experience, of course. If you've sailed on MSC, love to hear your your takes on what makes MSC different. But there's also a lot of similarities too. Let's see, cruising is cruising. We've been on their mega ships again, so also trying to compare them to other mega ships. I haven't been on some of the smaller ships, but most of the newer ships MSC is coming out with, right? They're they're large. They're like three, four thousand passengers. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're a behemoth. They're, they're which I love. We love all the large ships from all the cruise lines. That's what Heidi and I. That's kind of our first love are the mega ships, but we love you know, cruising in general. So a couple things. I think was it Justin you said mentioned one of the first yeah. one is the makeup of your fellow passengers is probably a little bit different than you're used to if you've sailed on some of the other brands and you've sailed from like Florida or you've done Alaska cruises somewhere else. Definitely, they draw from like all over the world, right? Yeah, you know, MSC Cruises really started its roots in the Mediterranean. That's where Mediterranean Shipping Company, and they had cruises there. So that's their core audience. And Europeans and people in that part of the world actually want to visit the United States, and they want to visit the Caribbean and, and have a, a cruise out of New York City, for example. So they actually will fly to Miami, they'll fly to New York City, and get on a brand like MSC Cruises because they're comfortable with that. That's been their brand just like Carnival's kind of a Royal Caribbean is really much a United States brand. MSC is really focused on that, at least started there. So now that they've had ships deployed here, those same customers are coming over. And so you can easily find 30% or more of the passengers uh, might be Italian. They might be Brazilian, different things like that. I think it's All great, really cool. I know some families really loved how their children could actually when they go to make friends from all around the world, it's really, really cool. And nowadays with social media and whatnot, those people, those friendships can stay forever. It's not like the old days where we had to write, you know, have a pen pal with a stamp and an envelope, right? Exactly. Yeah. Remember the pen, I guess they call them pen pals. Now, yeah. you just, yeah. what's your, what's your handle on social or your email? Even email sounds, makes you sound old, right? Like people are like, oh, what's yeah. your, what's your Instagram or what? I guess your TikTok or yeah. your, yeah. What's your, your, right. your Facebook, but. It, that, that's a great thing. You can meet people from all over the world. They do. I know they in some countries they do announcements in multiple languages. In our experiences, they tended. Uh, we sailed on Seascape. They did it in both English and in Spanish. But I, I know in other parts of the world, sometimes they do three or four different languages depending on how many different, what how many nationalities are on board, or at least percentage of nationalities, right? Because you're gonna have folks from all over, but they have a large enough proportion of folks from a particular country that might speak that language. So. Definitely multicultural audience, but everything is English first in the U.S. So the cruise director, they had like a cruise director. He, he was English. They had an activities manager. I believe he was from South America. But all, all the shows were in English. All the performers were in English. So it is multicultural with the fellow passengers, but you don't have to worry about you know maybe missing something in translation. The waiters, the, the bartenders, the servers, everyone there does speak English too, but it's just, it, it had a different vibe about it, right? Having folks from all over the world on board. Yeah. I don't, you know, and like what Don says, I don't think you have anything to worry about. You, you don't have to worry. Don't be put off by us saying that's multicultural, cultural. Just don't be surprised that you're going to see people speaking, hearing people speak different languages in the elevator. Uh, but it's very much a U.S. cruise experience. And I think it's great. And that's just another added benefit, I think, you know, to have a different experience. And I think that's what it's all about. And the ship itself just has a you know, unique vibes. I think, I know we've talked about a lot on this live stream uh, that me and Don have done, where each cruise line has its own flavor, it has its own ambiance, it has its own pluses, and I think MSC has a lot to offer. I think the ships are beautiful. They're known to have some of the best hardware. 
the ship itself are, are they're beautiful. They have a, their own vibe, you know, uh, the Swarovski staircases. Oh yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, mirrors and chrome accents, uh, different tones. Um, the Miravilia was just absolutely stunning, like a floating resort. Like it has a very premium feel compared in uh, compared to some of the price category in that sense. So I think you can have it has like an entry level price because the brand's trying to capture some of the market here because there's so much competition from other brands here uh, that you can get on this ship and at a, a lower price right now because as it's getting market share and you can have a real premium experience. I think overall. Um, well, you're gonna, don't, I, gonna head, you're gonna head, John. We, there's definitely some things we want to talk about, but uh, we did have a question. Thanks to the other awesome half of Eat Sleep Cruise, okay. uh, Manning. The comments there. We had a question about the gratuities. So, our producer, our, just, Heidi, our producer, that Heidi's our producer, the director. Uh, we gotta get your wife there as co as co director there. So, uh, taking you know, helping us here, getting getting all the facts and figures for the gratuities, which the values. I mean, they put them on par with with most major cruise lines. They're you know around. 15 ish dollars, 14 dollars, which is actually in the lower end, right? Some cruise lines now are up to 17, 18 dollars for regular cabins, 20 dollars per day for, I think, Norwegian soon. And then one thing that's different about MSC is they, they don't charge full rate for children of certain ages, which I don't know any other cruise line that does that. Do you? F rate for uh, service charges? No, 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 that's so, great. Real family, again, encouraging families, right? Real family friendly uh, vibe on, on their ships. Well, it's and the only family-owned cruise line. They are family-owned. They're privately owned, so that's how they can pump out. They, they get like a ship after ship. They have World Europa came out last year. Seascape came out last year. Our friend John, John Roberts uh, over on Facebook mentioned they have another ship coming out June, I think. Eurebia is coming out over overseas, I think, in Northern Europe. I want to say it's end of May or June. So they just had a ship come out in December of last year, another ship coming out five or six months later so they're they're really really pushing out these vessels and these again large vessels three four thousand people all these unique amenities so that you, yeah. you mentioned another thing uh that we were um, how are you talking about here it's kind of the value right that one unique thing about msc is that they have some really low kind of guaranteed rate fares but then they have all these different experiences that you can kind of upgrade so you can get in on their on some of their ships much lower price point than say Royal Carnival, or I think they try, I think they're trying to compete with those folks. So it's fair to say, John, right. They're looking at the contemporary contemporary cruise line. If they try to offer a little more premium, but they're, they're not going after the princesses or the, or the celebrities of the world. They're kind of going to the Royals carnivals in Norwegian. Right. Right. I would say so. Yeah. And I think that you have a lot of options because they have those different, and I know it's, it's kind of complex. I think some people, I don't think you need to worry about it per se. It just when you when you book a like you say when you make a balcony uh, uh, booking, you could have these you can kind of check different boxes to have different experiences. Mm -hmm. There's like the Belisama, I think it is, and there's all our ones there, and it kind of throws people off. But you know, if you don't need like spa access, I think might be one of them. Different things, you know, like where you about to dining options, you know, where you have like. Um, you know, uh, my seating or my, you know, my time dining kind of. Yeah, their version of, yeah, time, dining yeah, time. So you yeah, can yeah. kind of check those boxes, you know, that type of thing. But I wouldn't really worry about it. Most people just want to get on board and they can worry about the rest of the stuff when they get on there. Um, and I'm sure you can adjust it as needed. Yeah, and that, I mean, that's a great thing. If you're looking for something else, you can you can upgrade. You can get go from kind of the entry level and they have the Fantastica and the Aria experience. 
but if you're not looking for that and you just want to get on the ship and they still have like, both of the ships have these enormous casual buffets that have food from all around the world, global cuisine that is included, the main dining room, just like any cruise ship, all the sh- all the shows, entertainment in the main theater, just like any other cruise ship. That's all included. A lot of the other amenities are included, but they also have some up- upgraded things that you can experience in some of the ships, too. It's really what do you want? What do you value? I think that's what and all the cruise lines are kind of going a little bit to this model, right? That they want to get you on board. And then instead of charging everyone a little bit more inflated price, if you want to use this amenity or this, it, there's a, a la carte price for it, right? A per usage charge versus paying everyone paying more and then including things. So and that's what also makes it family friendly. They still have water slides, right? They have, oh. mul- they have multiple pools spread out throughout the ship, adults only, family areas. It, it feels in a lot of ways like a regular cruise, but just with this different vibe or personality. Yeah, I think the styling of the water parks are just really, really nice. I mean, they are just perfectly designed. A lot of times, on, I know on Seascape and uh, Seaside, they're really kind of wrapped around the funnel. So they're mm-hmm. just, it's very stylish, uh, and they're really, really nice. Uh, even on the Miravigia, uh, they were it's really, really nice. And I don't think it almost – I almost don't know if they get credit uh, – for yeah. some of the styling. I mean, this is beautiful. The bridge of size there, really, really special. They're just beautiful ships uh, just all around. There's very, um, some people say almost premium um, compared to even some of the other brands. And uh, you're going to notice that. And I think the brand is, yeah, it's new and it's it's getting used to the new U.S. market. And I know when the, you know, everybody's got their own tastes uh, for cruising. But I definitely think it's something you should consider. I think it's worth uh, giving a, you know, give this brand a try. Some people are just really, really passionate, and they're really, really love this brand, uh, just like we like a lot of other brands. And there's that affinity that people have for Carnival, Royal Caribbean, you know. But it all starts with that first cruise, and so hopefully we can tell you about it. And uh, be sure to ask any comments or questions yeah. below. We'd like to get a little deeper dive to some specifics. And, yeah, we. Get, we- we yeah we got well we got some experts in the field here right on the yeah. comments thanks Ruth on YouTube she's been on Sea View on Seascape inaugural she's doing her third MSC cruise so let us know what you think what why why are you going back Ruth uh, yeah Ruth why what bringing you back what 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 do you, uh, what do you like about it and then uh, we got a couple other questions here we got some questions about the food which we know our we know our lives audience we we always talk about food so if you're new to Eat Sleep Cruise or Cruise Addict lives food does come up I mean. It's yeah. inevitable, right? Yes, we're both Italian and we both love food, and uh, we can talk about a good lasagna or meatballs all day long, and especially the gravy, right, Donnie? You gotta have a good gravy. That's where <laughs> it starts. So, <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll get we'll get to the food. We've been able to experience a little bit of everything on the ships. They do have main dining rooms, buffets, and specialty restaurants, and we've gotten to sample a little bit of all all of it, essentially, right? You get a little taste yeah. here and there. I think I think the I think the to cut to the chase I think the specialty restaurants on MSC cruises have always been considered really really good. I think some of the knocks have been well you have to book the specialty restaurants to get really really great premium food on board. That's when they first came out. But we actually both uh, at Seascape um, not too long ago they actually we actually met the food and beverage managers and they basically said we're we, they're really working on elevating their food and culinary experiences fleet-wide. It takes a while to put it out, like a year to implement changes. But the fact that they've actually sat down in front of us and said, you know what, we're working really, really hard to elevate the product. And I actually talked to Don before we went live, and I'm like, you know, I remember way back when, and some of you that are watching this might remember that Carnival Cruise Line, way back when in the 2000s, 
they were known for having to improve in some things. And they came up with a Friendship 2.0 initiative, and they completely redid their food and culinary thing uh, program. And uh, and I think it just holds, you know, kind of just puts out there how these brands are very, very sensitive to every little thing and all sorts for the guest satisfaction and the yep. product that they're delivering, you know, with each cruise that there's, they're always striving to, to elevate the product. And I think it's great. And I think MSC is going to de- stepping up and making some significant changes, you know? So I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we, I know both me and Donna really enjoyed the food the last 10 times our visits. Uh, it's a, it's a call. I think it's a culinary journey. So uh, P Dickens, you know, asked a couple other, we've got a couple of comments, Facebook and, and YouTube asked about food. So of course we'll, uh, John mentioned, we talk all night about this. I think, I mean, I think like anything, it varies. I would say, the buffets, buffets on both ship are massive. So they have food from, they have the, the pizza's amazing, but they also have Italian food. Then they might have Tex-Mex. They might have an antipasta, a huge salad bar. I would I would really like them to break it up. I think they if they could make it more stations like Street Eats on like a carnival uh, celebration or even Royal or, or other ships they might have. They sell a buffet, but then they have a, a deli or a cafe Park Cafe or Cafe Promenade. They have the pizza place, Sorrento's or Carnival's Pizza Place. The slice is somewhere else. The fact that everything is there makes it a little, gets a little congested. And I feel maybe also the food quality might suffer because it seems like everything's coming out of those kitchens. Whereas if you broke things up a little bit, but I would say the main dining room, the last night is, oddly enough, they have it's an Italian brand. So they do have some pastas and pastas made on board. I think the best main dining room meal I had on the ship was the last night where the whole menu is Italian. At least oh, yeah. on the seven night cruise we did. Yeah, they, they, used to have Italian, they, huh? they used to have an Italian night where they decorate and everything. I know at the seaside they did. Well, I think they had the the napkins and a little decor on the table. It was kind of like yeah. the send away, like the last night. And that they had some great fried calamari. They had some other dishes in the pot. I had the pasta. You know, I might have had two entrees. So that to me, the meal was fantastic. That was on par with a specialty Italian restaurant you might see on a, on a competitor brand. But as John mentioned, I think they're still they're still working out some of the kinks for the American market of like what type of food are they serving? And I would say it, it's comparable. Did I love everything? No. Did I hate anything? No. It, I think a lot of the cruise lines since the restart too, their main dining rooms have been very variable. And I think it might just be still supply chain issues, which we all or some other issues there of, of trying to get back into a regular schedule. But I, I mean. The, the the butcher's cut their steakhouse one of the best meals i've ever had on a ship yeah. and then they have the uh tacos and tacos bar and cantina hola lots of fun it's casual it's like 16 or 17 dollars a person all you can eat and it's all tapas and you get some sangria or margaritas and you, you can't go wrong there i guess they're known for their their guacamole where they'll make it for you or you can make it yourself table side you know at your table right yeah um did they have the guacamole? We if they did, we didn't order it, but maybe they did. Yeah. We 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 ordered a bunch of like little things and like I said a couple margaritas and it's 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 more casual and it's fun and it gives you that flexibility because the main dining room is is a pretty traditional main dining room, right? It's yeah, three four courses. It's uh, it can it, it it can take that hour and a half for two hours, but if you're looking for another type of experience, they have those options there for uh, i think that was open for lunch and lunch on like sea days and and dinner every night and they have a nice bar there too if you don't want to eat there you can go still get some of the drinks as, that are part included some of their drink packages and, and speaking of bars there's usually espresso machines at every bar on the entire ship because of the european styling and 
an audience, right? I think, right, yeah, I mean, I think, uh, from our experiences on those ships, right? So I don't wanna generalize too much, but they have, they. I mean, they have a good number of bars and some of them, are the, they, I mean, I think they're really well themed, especially on, on Seascape had like the sports bar, but then on Marvillia, they have like the Irish pub, which I wish I, I got to spend some more time in. Yeah, that was really nice, I like that. Oh, one. it looked awesome and the beer list was, was pretty, Pretty up there. I mean, I'm I'm a craft beer person, so that's always my judge. You know, John, of, uh, Roberts, John Roberts will be there. Oh yeah, John, we know our friend John. John's a craft beer guy too. Which it's tough to find a lot of good beer places besides like the District Brew House on Norwegian. They usually have, they probably have one of the best beer selections. But the Irish Pub looked like it was, they had a good good selection there too. But um, yeah. but I think anyone doesn't matter where you're from likes a good Irish pub, right? You can be a, a, all around the world. Everyone knows that Irish pub's a good time. I just thought it was so cool. You can get an espresso almost at all these different places. Really, really neat. Um, totally has that European vibe to it. And, and it was really, really good, too. So uh, really neat. Um, I know sometimes you have to, there's only like one coffee bar on the whole ship, you know, and you've got 5,000 passengers sometimes on some of these mega ships. So the fact that they have that on most of the bars is really, really neat. It's just something you got to look for when you're doing MSC Cruise. Well, that's a, that's a European styling, right? That you can get in a, a shot of espresso wherever you want. Of course, Heidi and us, we, you know, a good shot of espresso is not enough. We need a latte with syrups and things yeah. where it became a little bit more difficult to get. But now their new class of ship, the world class has its own dedicated, like elevated coffee bar, which looks yeah. amazing. And that's going to be World Europe already has it. And then World America, which is coming out in 25, is going to have it too. But those are just those little differences that you're going to find there between the you know, decor, espresso at all the bars. The way the way things are set up, so yeah, it it definitely gives you, even though you might be in the Caribbean, it makes you almost feel like sometimes that you're actually in the Mediterranean, right? That you're you're not you're not in this destination, you're somewhere else. Yeah, like I said, you know, MSC Cruise is a different flavor. I you know I I think we talked about this before. I see you know people get very. I remember when I first started Cruise Addicts, we had a get together at Port Canaveral, and people would say come to you and they say they were they're serious about their brand. They would say we only cruise this brand, right? Because it's a luxury brand. I don't. But they were a little bit snooty about it, to be honest with you. It's like, okay, we don't discriminate. It's all good to be, you know. But you know, people get serious about their their brands. I only do Carnival. I only do Royal Caribbean. I only do Celebrity. I only do whatever. Personally, uh, from someone that's been really blessed, to, and I know with Don too, maybe you agree with me, is I think you should try the different flavors. See what I like variety. I don't want to order the same menu every day, right? So I like, I like, that's what I like, but some people, that's what they like. And I'm not discriminating, but I think you should, I think people should try MSC. I think, you know, it's a different product. All these different brands are different products. It's great that we have this choice. I, I would, it, would be, it would be upsetting if I only had one choice of cruise line, which mm. not that long ago was kind of limited. Right. And so, yeah, I, I mean, it definitely gives you, it's good to have the options. And what I think is good about MSC with the four ships they have in the U S there are three different, at least three different classes. I can't, yeah. I, Davinia and Magnifica, who do some of the shorter sailings from Miami, they they look a little similar. They, I mean, they they obviously have, probably have some differences that I'm not aware of. We, I sailed Davinia years ago, and I've never been at Magnifica. But if you look at Marvillia, which just came up to New York, and then Seascape, that sailing uh, was I think out of, uh, down in uh, or, or Seaside's down in Port Canaveral, same same as Seascape set up. Yeah. Two completely different classes of ships, like the Marvillia class. As kind of a more inward facing, it's kind of, it's made for all. I think the tagline is made for all seasons, right? Because it has some more indoor yeah. spaces, 
Whereas a seascape and seasides are more outward facing with the outdoor promenade decks on like deck, that's like deck seven or eight, which is similar to some other vessels. So you, you have different choices even within the brand. You get some of the same style, but completely different ship layouts. Yeah, I, I really like the mirror medium. Um, I thought the interior promenade was really, really nice. I thought it, it, the ship had more of a north-south type of, uh, you know, walkways where, where it wasn't as confusing as some of the, you know, the layout was really simple and it was enjoyable. Mm-hmm. I liked the the street, you know, just kind of like uh, a lot of some of the Royal Caribbean ships and have the interior promenade uh, where you had like almost a cafe culture where you could sit there and have a drink. A lot of the main restaurants and special restaurants were right off of the promenade, the tacos, the so you had all this activity, you know, and uh, then they had shows there as well. We actually saw a show uh, Friday. Yeah, they had a little, little parade come through, which yeah, it was great, you know. Yeah, fun. and uh, I think it's just really nice. Like I said, and and all the hallways and the 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 stairwells and everything were very easy to. The layout was much uh, much nicer than not that the other ones are bad. This is just nicer, you know. I just really thought it was a great layout. Yeah, I'm a little more preferable to the layout of the Mervilia class and the seaside yeah. class and seascape and seashore. Not, they're just different. So what's yeah. your preference? I think Mervilia, I do like that open promenade. They have the LED dome screen, which changes, and they put different shows on that. And then to your point, I never really thought of it, that cafe culture, but it is because they have candy stores kind of open out to it. But then some of the restaurants have, they're a little bit more closed off or some of them open. The Irish pub's kind of tucked away, but still accessible from that area. They have the the uh, that other the-, the carousel theater is kind of down further, so it's not there, but it's an easy walk. So navigating it, I think, is a little bit just a little bit more what we're used to, having sailed on some of the other mega ships from like Royal or Norwegian that have kind of the, the bigger indoor promenade, and yeah. they also have kind of indoor space like their basketball courts indoors. They have the sports area, talking about unique opportunity uh, onboard experiences, right? They have their signature F one simulator. Yeah. Good time. They have the XD Cinema, which is one of my. I mean, I'm in my 40s, but it's still one of my favorite favorite things, and it's fun activity for families. It's, you know, the 3D kind of arcade style games, but it, it's a simulator, so it moves. Other cruise lines have it, but they were one of the first cruise lines to have it. They Merville has a bowl, a full like bowling alley, like two lanes of bowling that you can do there. I really like the one on this ship too, because the bowling alley was had a glass wall on the left side of it. And it just seemed to bring in a lot of light, and it just, it just really liked the layout. The whole layout was really, really nice. The ship just seems bigger, you know, much bigger, yeah. and, uh, just a really nice layout. Every all the public spaces, because there was a lot of similarities from the ships as far as a lot. They have a lot of the same spaces and same menus, and um, I just thought it was a great ship. And I know, uh, I know we're going to talk about it. It's sailing from New York now, so if you're in the New York region, yeah, uh, you can get on board the ship because we just really, really liked it. We spent about eight hours or more on on Friday. And uh, just, it was stunning. Yeah, it's great. We're from Mass. So some of the folks from the Northeast, it's an easy drive to get down there. It's in it's in the Brooklyn Terminal, which actually has a gorgeous view of the Southern part of Manhattan. So you can oh, see, man. you get to see the uh, Statue of Liberty off one bow, or if you're looking in another direction, if you're looking forward, you get to see the world, uh, the trade center and you'd see the some of that area so it's a really nice sail out of new york easy but you can still fly there new york's yeah. more airports than we count so if you're coming from other places in the country you fly up here this summer check out new york go on a sailing they have bermuda bahamas they're also doing some bahamas cruises later in the season they're gonna come up north to do some 
Canada, New England cruising. So there's a lot of options there. And it's actually built for that region, right? Because as we mentioned, a lot of stuff is indoors, but they still have the bamboo pools inside. That was a great space for families. Yeah. The adults only pool is all the way aft, like deck 16 or 17 on the top. Good size, it's good size, kind of a pitched multi-tiered decks facing aft with the pool just for adults with the bar. Yeah, I, I, definitely better than like a steamy solarium on a lot of ships, right? So that's that's a nice escape from all the, the families and the kids. So it still has all those features you look for in, in doing a tropical cruise. Yeah, and it's got three pools, you know, uh, and then you also have the yacht club, which is the fourth pool, but really, really nice. And, uh, and, and the view, I'm telling you, the view from the ship to see the Freedom Tower, on Freedom your right, and then you have the Statue of Liberty to your left, and then a little bit farther, you have the Tappan Zee Bridge over here. Mm -hmm. Absolutely stunning. Just incredible. I've never seen anything like it because I've never been to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal, but that is the place to be. That was incredible. So much better than the Manhattan Cruise Terminal location. I mean, of course, it's pretty cool to be that close to, like, the big buildings and everything like that, but this was really really special and the terminal looked really nice um so i highly recommend to give it a shot if you're in that area you know look at the prices you might get some great deals uh some of the great deals coming up might be in october uh november december when there's not a holiday happening you know like it doesn't fall on thanksgiving or christmas you probably do some amazing pricing out of there um so check those prices out because of course they usually go up from january onward and of course summertime it's really going to get two to three times normal pricing and cruising overall is very very in demand right now so i'll even check that out well that's uh, yeah that's i mean all cru all cruising is is uh, like you said it's up there especially in our area i know there's not a lot of options out of boston or new york so this is a great additional option now friend uh, you know john of course our friend sandy mckenna on youtube saying she loves sailing in new york we've never been that terminal either because we have sailed out of manhattan which is also a, a beautiful cruise out too you you get just a different perspective of the city because you're 90 so you're mid mid your upper midtown or whatever and i don't know my neighborhoods in new york as well so i probably should but then you sail down but that like you said that terminal just docked there the view is just amazing before the ship even leaves and it was a beautiful it was a be friday was just a beautiful day really, really oh yeah cool. weather wise yeah, yeah. it's incredible so yeah i think it's just worth it just to have like a new york experience also have a cruise experience kind of the best of both worlds uh and of course you know i think you got to do that you got to you got to sail out of new york um you got to sail into New York too. You know, both of them just, you know, of course you can do that uh, with a cruise out of New York City. You just got to do it. Yeah. Uh, oh, the folks, Lee, uh, Lewis on, on YouTube kind of confirming some of the things we talked about there. We didn't talk, we haven't talked much about this. We can talk a little bit about their private destination. Some of the cruises Marvilla is doing or Seaside or a Divina Magnifica are going to Ocean Key, which Ocean Key Marine Reserve, which you've been to, right, John? Yeah, I love it. Really, really loved it. It's gore. It's gorgeous. It's definitely more toned down than, say, like a perfect day at Coco Cay for our royal fans. Or I think it's similar to like we've only been to Half Moon, Half Moon once, Half Moon Key, oh. but this is much bigger, right? Ocean Marines. Yeah. It's it's huge space with tons of different beaches. They do have a couple different bars spread throughout. We'll talk a little bit more later about the yacht club. You know, the ship, right. the ship has its own private area. But there's so much space there that you can just kind of get lost for the day, just find your own little nook, right, and just own it. When we were on Seascape, we stayed until after midnight, and they had the ship's dock there. They have the lighthouse, has the show there, like a beautiful, puts a beautiful light show. Don't rub it in. We we didn't get to see the show. We left a little early on our cruise, and that's all Heidi 
complained about. They did like a like a I guess like a modified version of it. There's like there's fire pits there. Yep. Uh, it's beautiful. The your the ships there. The the you're right at the beach, so you're hearing beautiful music. You got the lighthouse. It's just stunning, you know. And you can be on an island at nighttime, and I mean, nice cool breeze. It just doesn't get any much better than that. Highly recommend that. But you have to find the next find. I know people were talking about it on one of the groups recently. You actually make sure that your itinerary and your ship actually stays there. I think some of them are leaving like at four o'clock. Obviously, right. they're not going to have that experience. So if you want that experience, just make sure that it's uh, scheduled to leave, you know, either late in the evening or maybe two in the morning or what have you, or at midnight. Uh, it was great. Just really, really cool. Um, something to check out. But in the um, in the bar right there. So uh, Heidi will correct me if I'm wrong because she is our, I'm pretty sure their drink packages do work on that. So I we yeah. have to, huh? Yeah, I believe they do. I believe the drink. So Same they have Wi-Fi, right the Wi-Fi works on the island too. The Wi-Fi works there too. The bar right near the lighthouse is got like this yacht club kind of vibe to it. Okay. I could just chill, I could just chill there all day. It was you got the view of the ship. Uh, you can go up to the top of the lighthouse. There is a fee. There is a charge to do that. It's like a tour, and they give you some history and things. We were going to do it, but then because I don't. The, the timing just didn't work out with like what we were doing that day. But they, so they go to the you can go to the top of the lighthouse. It is a charge, but just the bar there that I just pull up a chair there, take back and have a couple of drinks all day long. It has a, spe- a little specialty bar menu, so some different drinks there. But that to me was like one of my favorite spots. Yeah, like when you ever get to get off a cruise ship at nighttime, walk on a private island in the you know on almost you know, lightly lit pathways and sit by a bonfires, you know, these different bonfires, listen to a DJ music and just have it, just relax. Hear the yeah. wave crashing on the beach. It's just really, really, it's very romantic for couples. And it's just very special. Uh, really, really, it's really cool. Yeah, I agree with, yeah, with uh, on YouTube. It's a, the same yeah, thing. it's good for relaxing. Listen, water parks are cool. I, I don't, uh, you know, Ocean, Ocean Key has its own vibe. Perfect Day has its own vibe. Other islands. Disney has their island has their own vibe with things doing there. It's it's what you're looking for. And I, for me, that was just what we needed uh, on that particular trip. And we only had one ship there. I don't know. Do they off if they often get two ships there, but it's so massive that yeah. I wouldn't, I still think even if they had two ships there, you could still find well, your own nice little quiet spot. Right? Yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. If it could hold two ships or not, I don't know. I don't but know. Um, one thing I was thinking of, I wanted to tell you is, you know, they had, it, it is a Marine reserve where they mm-hmm. just made it, you know, uh, it just really brought it back to life, so to speak. Um, and they planted all kinds of trees and foliage. And it's really, really, of course, when I saw it, it was still somewhat new. And I know John Roberts had, um, he's, he's visited before, before I did, but all that foliage and those trees are now growing. So it's going to become more and more lush and uh, more shade, more natural shade from the trees and, and become more and more tropical. It's perfect. When I visit, it was perfect. Huge beaches, you know, and, and there, there's there's no, uh, you know, it's very unspoiled. You don't find all this theming, you know, like crazy. It's just enough, not crazy theming, like, you know, water parks and all this stuff. It's just a nice beach day. Kind of like I said, Half Moon K, I think I would compare it to. I love Half Moon K. Yeah, uh, I, I, would, I would definitely, we've only been there once. So, you know, compared to our experiences making the, the rounds of the private islands for all the major yeah. cruise lines. But I think it's more comparable to that. And they're, they're, so you mentioned they spent hundreds of millions of dollars. It was 
like a waste area and now they're working and they're going to have it, it was it wasn't open when you're there wasn't open when you're there but they are opening kind of that environmental center where you can learn more about the conservation efforts that they're doing and learn from scientists who are actually act, actively doing research there to try to build i think they super coral right to try to help improve we know one thing about one thing about msc cruises they're big on being eco-friendly and trying to push kind of the boundaries of being sustainable and that that's near and dear to their foundation but also to their approach so that's another thing too you can know about that they're they built that and designed that so it can be as eco-friendly as possible and i think they're also doing it around the world in other locations right and like you said, their their initiatives, are, we could talk about it all day long. Uh, their nonprofit where they actually do, uh, you know, the MSC has a nonprofit where they go rescue people and do all kinds of initiatives as well. But the environmental activities are just from, from onboard the ships and also these islands. They're super serious about it. Yeah. And that makes you feel good, right? Not only is it beautiful, but you know that they, they designed it in such a way and they're using materials that are sustainable, that they're actually doing encouraging research and activism to let individuals know. And if you don't, that's not something you, that interests you. It's not in, it's not in your face. They, they have yeah. some literature about it, but you can just go enjoy the beach and they have on their ships, a little foundation kiosk, I guess you would call it. Right. But it's not, it's just there. You can go check it out. You can learn more, make a donation if you want, but if not, it's not going to get in your way. They're not hounding you. It's not, not coming, knocking down your cabin door, asking for anything. <laughs> so it, it, it just makes you feel good. I, it makes us feel a little bit better and about like, oh, hey, they, they spent all this money to do this and this is beautiful and it's designed to last and not have any negative impacts on the environment. Hopefully Gloria can hear us. She said she can't hear anything. I think she found, I think she found the volume. Okay. We got a couple of folks. Oh, so who's, James is leaving Ocean Key super early. Oh, sad. I'm with the sad face there because. Yeah, that is a sad face. James is sad. So you, oh. now you have to book another cruise. Yeah, we'll later. So, um, ooh, we got Ruta. She's all. They're going two consecutive. I'm assuming she means Ocean Key. Uh, they're staying there two consecutive. So they do an overnight. So that must be okay. They definitely do a light show on an overnight, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I and I mean, I guess they do have those types of things where they do a full overnight. I mean, it's great. Really, really great. I mean, uh, they had so much going on there. Yeah, we should have had an MS. We didn't have a. We don't have a banner. But Ocean Keys definitely, if nothing else, if you're unsure about the brand, their shorter cruises definitely stop there. So you're okay. guaranteed out of Miami to check it out. And then depending on which itinerary you pick on their other ships, it may or may not go there. But you can check to see. It's definitely, definitely ranks as one of the top private uh, destinations for cruise lines in our books. Yeah, and I love private islands. I mean, I've done some with Carmel where we stopped at several of them. Those private experiences like Half Moon mm -hmm. Cave. Uh, Amber Cove, uh, Grand Turk, those types of things. Really, really love it. It's just, it's great, you know, especially with a family where kids just want to swim. They want to be on the water park. They want to have beach days, you know, uh, really, really nice. And of course, you can sample different foods sometimes, you know, and, and uh, I've got to go to Jack Shack in, uh, in Grand Turk. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, we've been, yeah, Grand Turk's one of my favorite. We've been on uh, some, we off oh, celebration, we were there and we were there on, on a Holland Market Alliance ship too there. And I'd never been there before. And I'm like, this is perfect. You can, it's small, so you can check it yeah. out, do some tours, and then lay on the beach. Ship, You get great shots of the ship, right? Just oh, yeah. Out. You can almost, it feels like you can almost swim up to them. But it, the other good thing about, speaking of which, Ocean Key has a similar kind of beach right in front of it too. Yeah. And it yeah. feels like 
it's you could almost swim up to the ship. You don't have to worry about tendering there. At least yeah. you didn't have to tender. So you yeah, just walk right off, walk back and forth if you have long stays there. Go back to your room if you want to change up to head back out to, to do things while on the island. Yeah. We we didn't have the opportunity because we left early, but I'm sure if you're there later, think some of the venues stay open later. They have a coffee shop on board, ice cream shop on, on the island, an ice cream shop on the island, and several bars, as I mentioned. So definitely one of the benefits of sailing there is their private destination. Yeah, we actually had, when we used to get off at Ocean K, um, we stopped and had a latte. We had like a, some ice cream. It was like, there was like a marina there. On the, on the look, when you yeah, got to do tours. Yep. Really nice. People were drinking like frozen drinks and stuff like that. We, we stopped at a place there. It's really, really beautiful. I love what they did. It's just kind of chilled. Uh, you almost feel like you walked in a like Margaritaville kind of styling, you know, but not. it's not like overbearing at all. Um, just really, could, really nice. I could see that. You know what? If, yeah. folks, we, we should do, we'll put it on our list, folks, to post other questions too on, uh, on social. Thanks for the comments, questions. Keep it coming. We'd love to hear from your experiences on MSC cruises or your other cruises. We should do a cruise line smackdown, like cruise line private island smackdown. Like who's got the yeah. we should definitely, you know, who's got the best this, who's got the best that. And and yeah. this if you could build the per perfect private island, right? You probably steal this from one, that from another, put it together. Perfect day at Coco K had like amazing amount of food, free food options. Right. Like, and and you know, Heidi was pointing out, for example, you know, just to let people know the ice cream and coffee are not included. I don't know if you but you're right. Perfect day has got the snack shack. Giant yeah. buffet, yeah, there's a lot of food uh, there, free food. Yeah, and, and again, that's what makes some of private islands. You know, some of Norwegian's private islands things are included. Other private destinations, they're not. I think yeah, Norwegian. We didn't talk about Norwegian. Norwegian's got some great private islands. They do. Well, we've always said MSC, but no, Greystir of Key is always oh, a good, always a good time if you can, if you can get get there. If if the ship, if the tender boats work. Yes, that's the the ones that have to tender. They're still kind of. They have days of I mean, the weather. The weather picks up there. They can't get in, and you don't want to. You don't want to try either. So yeah. So we were we were taught we jumping around a little bit. We we're talking about this. So folks are about asking another good benefit, right, of trying them out is the match, the status match program, the loyalty match program that they offer, right? Yeah. So, oh, wrong. Uh, so depending on what status you might have with a cruise line, royal carnival, whatever it is. If you fill out the online form, simple, easy to do, and they'll match your your level to whatever their comparable level is. So you get all those benefits, whether it's a free bottle of champagne, priority disembarkation, priority tendering, whatever it is based on that level. And so you can walk on, John, with, with some status and not have never sailed with the brand before. Yeah, it's incredible. If you're like a top tier with a certain brand, like we said, people really have an affinity for certain brands. And you want to try something different, maybe just want a great price, you know, so give a chance to check it out. Maybe it's in your backyard now where, like I said, these brands hadn't been in your backyard in New York City in this case. Now, all of a sudden, you could literally take a cab ride or uh, take an Uber to the cruise port, and get on board and have a great rate. Maybe it's half a, a cruise, you know, a fraction of what it would be to fly to Florida, right? And so you have this affinity for this own brand. Maybe you're like the top tier for Carnival or Royal Caribbean. You just apply on the MSC website for this loyalty program. And they match the same top tier or whatever tier you're at. Yeah. And all of a sudden you walk in, all of a sudden maybe you're getting these perks that no one else has and you're just starting out. So it's really, really great. I think it's great because they're, they're giving cruisers like us, these heavy cruisers, you know, and they want to make you that they want to help you love their brand and, and really 
I mean, we're just talking, it could take 10 years or more of casual cruising or more. I mean, I constantly see on people in these groups, they're very excited about, I reached this status, I've got this color card, you know, and it takes a lot of money. If it's a major investment, you know, and people are serious about it. In this case, they're actually going to let you literally walk in the door. Uh, they've got some fine print. So look at, you know, read the fine print and learn how to do the system. Um, but, you know, you can start off and get these perks immediately. Maybe it's free, uh, maybe it's drinks, maybe it's discounts. Discounts on the cruise, discounts on board, uh, you know, early entry to the ship, priority boarding, priority disembarkation, priority excursions, all these different perk, perk, perks. And it's last time I checked, it was really, really good. And like I said, if you're top tier, I mean, you're going to, that's like you're saving yourself 10 years or more potentially. And, and literally, and, uh, you know, and you might love this brand. This might be your new brand for a couple of years. You know, and of course, we all like, I like I said, I like the different brands. So it's, it's a, you're you're, you're going to be very diplomatic and just say you like love them all. It's like your children, you love them all. This thing is like pizza to me. I like it all. It's like, it's like pizza. there's no bad cruising. There's no there's, so there's no bad pizza. Well, there's bad. Pizza. I'm sorry. I was saying you haven't eaten. I, I it bring it up. I, I, you know, it's actually hard to it's hard to find good pizza in Georgia. I'm telling you. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding with you. But I know so and and actually I didn't. This we have to do more. Re, we got to get Ruth on here next time we get an MSC later this year. They even oh. match higher level credit cards and hotel points too. We gotta we gotta look at this finer print. If that's true, then maybe maybe you don't even cruise. Maybe you're, you're a Bonvoy member or you do a lot of other types yeah. of travel. Hey, I'm a Bonvoy member now. You are. <laughs> John, John, but you are a Bonvoy member now. I didn't want to tell you, I didn't want to tell you the perks, but we actually got a double credit. Because of our status at the Marriott, but well, I benefited we stayed, we stayed we at a Marriott. Yeah, drinks. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank well, you. That beer was really good. What was that beer called? You remember that beer? Uh, the Aglash. It's a white. Uh, yeah. Yeah, John. If John Aglash. Robinson looked that was really good. I need to. I need to look it up because I need to uh, make sure we go on that cruise in uh, in Alaska. I gotta try some more. I'm not a big drinker, but it was really good. So yeah, yes, for blooming, and they gave you an alternative. I forget, but. But now yep. you're now you're a Bonvoy member, but I think you have higher status probably with Carno. Was it? Car- well, you say who have you sailed with the most? That's a question. We- Royal well, Frost. I'll be like, honest. Like you sail with- on them all, but Royal the most. Yeah. Yeah, like I actually with um, di- I'm diamond status with Royal. Excuse me. Fancy. Excuse me. Nice. Um. So we cut. We've kind of combined some stuff. Great questions. Keep them coming. Thanks for all. We have folks in the in the comments there answering the questions for us. We we always appreciate it. So get some folks who love MSC. Great crew members. Yeah, we've talked already about the prices. I've been on a couple of different things where people have been with travel agents. You know, sometimes they'll be on board with media, and people love the brand. They're like, I only cruise MSC. Like Bill say, they really love it. We have uh, friends, friends, friends of ours who have, I won't. The amount whose family like only sales like essentially is a MSC only or 99% time MSC, 1% another brand. Uh, but one thing I mentioned, and this is not just true of MSC, but other cruise lines, grab and go options, which if you've sailed on, it's gotta be food related, right? You sailed on Virgin Voyages, they have they've kind of pioneered the grab and go food options on a cruise ship. I I suspect, right, with World America and some of these other cruise ships coming out, that you'll see more of that, not just on other cruise lines, but also apply an MSC, wouldn't you think? Yeah, like like we said earlier, the food and beverage managers had talked to us on Seascape. It sounds like a lot of things are in the works, and Don mm-hmm. was saying that there's kind of some, uh, you know, that we think they're going to revamp a lot of what the offerings are, kind of like 
they, you know, they put new offerings on their flagships and then it works its way around the fleet. So we're really excited to see what uh, World America comes. Uh, mm. The biggest ship, uh, World Europa is over, was in the Middle East, now it's in Europe. And then mm -hmm. World America, obviously, aptly named, is going to be coming to the United States. So hopefully we'll get to come on board of that. Be super excited to check that out. And we think there's going to be a lot of new stuff on board. So uh, for the American yeah, world. they've already they've already told us some stuff. They're keeping some stuff under wraps because it is over a year away for World America. But I think feedback from cruisers like you, the cruise lines do listen, not just MSC, all of them, right? So if you say, hey, John mentioned earlier, do the survey, give feedback, tell them what you like as well as what you don't like. I think people sometimes just say, I didn't like this, that, or the other thing, but forget to tell them what they also did like. So you, they want to keep all the things that you like and get rid of the, you know, and change or improve the things that you don't like. Like, I love the gelato on MSC, but there's not a lot of other complimentary ice cream options. So they have some really upscale, the Benki on MSC Seascape. They also have the gelato shop right there in the prom of the Galleria on Marvillia. But unfortunately, that's not included in any package either. It's not crazily priced, you know, a few bucks a serving, which I'll pay it. I mean, for good gelato, I'll pay it, right? Now, on the but, seaside, I had a drink package. It allowed the coffees and the the chocolate bar, and it okay. allowed the, uh, it was like it was like ten dollars was the cap, or ten or twelve dollars. It was a cap, uh, and then it allowed so much gelato a day. There was a gelato allowance. There was a, a gelato allowance. I think I think it was something like that. I think. Well, they have, I know we've just put out a post. Uh, we, Heidi, put out a post and we're still waiting to get some confirmation because their drink packages, they just updated them okay. either late last year or beginning of 2023. Yeah, they've, 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 they've changed them. Prices have gone up. The inclusions have shifted around a little bit. The, the drink dollar amounts also. They have like, they have so that one thing about their pricing and being unique is. Because there's so many options, as we mentioned earlier, it can get a little confusing. So just take time. A good travel advisor knows MSC Cruises can help you figure out like what what's the free drinks and Wi-Fi package. How's that different than you know the Easy Plan or the Plus plans or the other options that they have? That's the other thing. Too. All these cruise lines are going to come up with better names because they all become confusing. There's the Premier, there's the Plus, there's the Premier Plus, there's the Easy, there's the Hard. Like it's <laughs> it should just be like a pack like a package or two, but. Yeah. Once you figure it out, you can you can make all the difference. Getting whatever suits you, like your taste, what you're going to actually utilize on the ship. Yeah, and of course you can always go a la carte. Yeah. No reason. Why not? Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Want to go a la carte? The gelato is incredible, by the way. It's we did try it. Oh, on Seascape, we had some of this. Oh, on Seascape, yeah. it's great. And I think it has like there's like the pool deck had gelato. Both pools, like the outdoor pool, yeah. the indoor pool, yeah. the adult pool. That's there was gelato like everywhere. Good. You just need a scoop. It's very thick. <laughs> well, I think Cindy Cindy agrees with you. She needs that allowance as well. And on YouTube, yeah. she wants she wants a gelato allowance. I mean, there's more. I don't I don't know if there was a limit or not. I don't think it was. No, I think it was. But it was good. I mean, odds are odds are it's changed anyway. So you can head over to eat, you can head over to eatsleepcruise.com and look at the MSC Cruises drink package guide written by my wonderful wife, who will detail all the inclusions, all the. She's a better writer than you, I heard. So she is. Yes, we. You're getting all the dirt on these trips. It's, <laughs> comes out so <laughs> she is the much she's much better writer much better looking than me right smarter right she's all brilliant of, all, all of the above so right. uh we will be going to have her yeah i'm very lucky I'm, yes. I'm extremely lucky right 
So before uh, you know, we let's keep these to an hour or so, but keep the questions coming. Love the engagement. One thing we haven't talked about yet, which also sets them apart, is the yacht club experience. Yeah, and the you were saying, you know, did you actually stay, you stayed in the yacht club, didn't you, one time? Are you trying to are you trying to rub it in? No, we, I've toured the yacht club. I've toured several yacht clubs, but we have yet to spend a night in the yacht club. But you were in the Haven, though, right? We stayed in the Norwegian Haven, so comparable, but from it was beautiful. But what I heard is folks who've done both, they tend to lean towards the yacht club. So I definitely want to try the yacht club. MSC, if you're listening, John and I, yacht club, we're, we're there. But uh, but for folks who don't know what the yacht club is, it's the ship within a ship experience, right? So it's a dedicated three or four decks on Mervilia was all the way forward, right? Yeah. Tour, it yeah, really it was all the way forward. Decks like 15 through 19 or 20, where you have all the suites and they have their own private restaurant, private pool deck with bars and a pool. And then they have their own lounge. And once you get into Yacht Club, not only do you have the nicest rooms, you get a bunch of other perks like drink packages, specialty dining, et cetera. Wi-Fi, I think, is included as well. You get butler service. Butler, it's, yeah. yeah, it's basically unlike anything else throughout the rest of the ship, right? Yeah, it's a beautiful, exclusive experience. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's a, you know, this this cruise line, I think it's going to get to the point where it's going to be in such demand because new cruisers, new to the brand, are going to start repeat cruising. Like like I said, we just saw Bill, I believe it was, he said he loves the brand. And yeah. more and more people are going to start filling up these ships. Right now, you have the opportunity to try these cruises at a discount. And, and part of that discount is to get into a luxury experience like MSC Yacht Club. Uh, you go to another brand where the demand is really high and it costs a large amount because if something is in demand, the price is always going to be higher. So uh, it's a great chance to get on board, try these different unique experiences, uh, maybe a luxury one or whatever, whatever makes you comfortable with your budget and give it a shot because we all know it's only going to go up. Yeah, And what we've heard from folks who've done that, once you go to the Yacht Club, uh, we were talking to someone during the trip. It, it's almost tough to go. It's tough to go back to somewhere else. Not that the other rooms are, are they're comparable to other cruise lines, but just the yacht club experience with with all the amenities, the, the concierge, and yeah. that LV level LV level of service. And as John mentioned, I mean, there are some prices now we were pricing out for Melvilia where you can get into the yacht club basically at the same price a balcony cabin would be on another ship sailing from like Jersey or from the Northeast area. So that can't last forever. So that's the time if you really want to spruce it up and you're worried about some of the other things like maybe the dining because they have their own private restaurant where the dining's elevated and, and you get drinks are included, Wi-Fi is included. So if you're concerned about maybe maybe some of these options or include options aren't going to be up to your level, I go to the Yacht Club. Uh, you can't go wrong, right? You can't be said wrong. Yeah, we were able to tour the Yacht Club the last two times because a lot of times you're not you just can't go in these areas. But on Seascape, I was able to tour it, and so was Don. And then this ship uh, on Miravia, we were able to tour it as well. Really, really nice. Got to really, uh, we actually really, we ate dinner there. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah, we, we ate in the restaurant there. Beautiful forward-facing glass views. The city of New York was all lit up while we were eating right. dinner. The lounge below, very similar. Has this open kind of, I guess, I don't know what the view would be, 180 maybe, or maybe not 130 yeah. glass Windows facing outward as you're listening to some piano music or just having a cocktail or drink at the private lounge that they have in the yacht club. It's not not a bad way to spend an evening, right? No, it's really great. Uh, highly recommend it. 
And the uh, other thing they do, you know, too, so they have suites, but they also have some other rooms in the Yacht Club, too. Like some of the ships actually have like entry level, like an inside. So it's like an inside suite, which yeah. is, is again, it's going to be a lower, lower price point, but you still get all the other amenities that are including the Yacht Club, yeah, all so, the way up to like penthouse and all the other kind of crazy suites. We get to tour a suite that had, it had a whirlpool right on, it had two balconies and a forward facing balcony, a whirlpool on the second balcony. I think I got to, I forget what class of suite it was, right? But it had, yeah. Yeah. It had its own private living area, its own walk-in showers, walk-in closets, the variety of different, you know, the nicest rooms are going to be in that area. So the cheap cruiser in me says, wow, so how much would a flight in October to New York City be on JetBlue and then look up an inside cabin or what's the lowest rate cabin in the yacht club on this mega ship? at the lowest time of the year, maybe the first week, first two weeks of November, December, October. That's that's a great, I mean, listen, if, if I had to choose, listen, if you had to choose between sailing, and we say this a lot too about Alaska, if, if we had a choice between better room and off-season sailing, we are lucky we don't have kids, so we can make that choice. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you do the yacht club all day long as opposed to going peak season and getting... getting do they have a guarantee, you know, what if you if a, do they have a, such a thing as a guaranteed cabin in the yacht club? That's I want to check that box. That's a I don't know. That'd be a great question. Is there, let us know. I I think I think you pick your room. I think you pick your. But I know that I know some ships do have inside. So that's kind of like that is the lowest level, right? I but, guess if, if they weren't selling, they might turn it on. Yeah, a trial. Yeah. They might be running promotions or never know. you, you, never, you know. never know. Yeah. Listen, I take a guarantee. In the yacht club, because who in the yacht club you have your own private pool deck. Then all of a sudden you might be a little, you know, you book guaranteed, and the next thing you know, you get some super, super. Like I think it was the Grand Suite. I think it was with the the club and the beautiful deck area with a full size table and lounge chairs, incredible view of the bow of the ship. It was crazy. Loved it. Yeah. And you know, Steve Harvey said, once you fly first class, once you have a first class plane seat, you can't go back. You're ruined. Just like a bow. That's why I refuse to buy one. I didn't even yeah. know Heidi Watson. Yeah, I, I, I did that. I know that. Yeah, our, first, our first balcony crew, you know, we always did, we were like you, we would always do the cheapest room. Yeah. Or one of the cheapest rooms because you're like, oh, well, you're never in the room on a cruise ship and we're yeah. not really to sleep there. But then we got our first balcony, your room. like our fourth or fifth cruise in maybe. Yeah. Haven't you're gone done. back since. You're done, right? You're just huh? done. You, you're done. You have to have a balcony. Done. done. I think we booked, we booked one guarantee. <laughs> We go on tangents, folks, so feel free to enjoy a tangent or let us know comments. We did book one guarantee for an Alaska cruise, actually, like an inside, because the rates were so crazy with our friends. And then we did the bid upgrade, which I love bid upgrades. We should oh, yeah. show on that. We ended up getting a balcony cabin for an extra $400. Oh, wow. $200, we did bid like $200 a person. Or it was like 205 I did like a weird number, like 205 Cheap. So our friends paid like double the amount. We were paying for inside because they booked in, they booked the balcony right off the bat. They're like, we're booking balconies. And I'm like, oh, the time you're good. And then we ended up getting it for like four hundred dollars more. Did you? Did you? This is kind of going off side. I know we're kind of getting off. But did you ever like back in the day? Remember they make you sit with people. I don't know if you had to sit with people. They put you at a table with like strangers. You know, it's much more like sit by yourself nowadays in modern cruising. But back in the day, like in the '90s and early 2000s, they put you at a table with people, be strangers. And they'd always ask you, so how much do you pay? Around the, you know, the fifth, sixth night, they would ask. Not like the fl- like the flight commercial, like 
you got enough playing 150 people it's 150 different prices for what they pay but yeah. we never um we so the short answer is yes we sat I, i'll never forget the first cruise high and i ever went on legends of the seas we went with two other uh two other couples it was us her good friend and the future husband and then her hit her brother and his future wife so it was six of us and they sat at a table eight, they sat this poor other couple on their honeymoon with us. And we all knew each other. And they, they John and Beth, I'll never forget, John and Beth. And I felt so bad for them. I think they stopped coming after like night three or four. <laughs> I was like, you know me, I'm energetic going. And one of the other husbands, he was equally kind of gung-ho. And we would talk about the day and do all this stuff. And I think they got like they were afraid. <laughs> they they didn't really come back. So since then. We usually ask for a table of two, or if we go with other people, we yeah. eat with family. But yeah, nowadays, you know, you don't deal with it. You usually, like, we usually do like my time dining. We we'll ask for a table right. of two. They see, we sit with the family, or, you know, there's depending on who, how we're traveling. But back then, you know, they, about the fifth or sixth night, there's only something. So, uh, how much did you pay? How was your day? And then it would be like, so how much did you pay? We have a travel. And then, like, you want to see someone get fired up, you tell them you pay, they paid some astro, or they tell them themselves, they tell them they paid. Two thousand dollars. You're like, yeah, we got it for nine 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 each. You know, and they're like, what? You know, like, <laughs> I mean, all of a sudden, you know, some people have like a a major reaction to that. They're like, how, how did you do that? You know, it's like, it's just like the same thing. I mean, how many people? What did you pay for an airline ticket? You know, everybody, right? Yeah. Price. But um, it never. It actually never. We never had. No one ever asked us. I guess that. But we do a lot of guarantees, big balcony guarantees. Great oh, way yeah. to save money and stuff. Hundred so. bucks a person. Usually, the average is a hundred dollars per person for just by booking a guaranteed cab. Let's say hundred dollars. Yeah, all day. Day. at least, at least. Yeah, yeah, all day. And uh, it's and they're not on every cruise, but yeah, we talked about this as far as tips go, all day long, all day long. So, then, so our producer, yeah. producer, our producers, our producers keeping us in check, John. So okay. we have had some questions that we didn't get to. Apologize. I know James, if you're still with us, asking about the entertainment. We touched a little bit on this. Let's but not enough. So we'll talk about it. Um, I got that video too. Yeah. Oh, we'll show, show a little clip of uh, this. So this is from Mervilia, which we were just on. We were in the uh, Carousel Lounge, right? Yeah, thank you. Um, it, yeah, I'm looking at Which is you. an optional thing. Um, Don says like it comes with a drink. It only holds four people. So it's a very intimate experience. It was our first time, my first time I'd ever seen anything like this. It, to me, honestly, this is probably one of the best top three shows I've ever seen anywhere. Really, really loved it. Both singers were incredible. Here's a little so, so this, so, to be fair, John, this is this was an upcharge. So folks were asking like, what's included, yeah. what costs more on MSC Seascape, the cabaret lounge, the cabaret rouge lounge right now does a kind of circus cabaret style show where it's a variety act from singers, comedians. There was like a contortionist, a different kinds of different kinds of acts there. That's complimentary. With John, John, throw up a clip of this, a little clip of this. This is an upcharge, as you mentioned. I believe our producer will correct us if I'm wrong. It's like $15 on the ship, $10 charge if you book beforehand, but you get a welcome drink or like a signature drink. Signature drink, they call it, yeah. Yeah, a signature drink there. I enjoy I I thought it, I agree with you, is the House of Houdini, a nice intimate, it's an intimate theater. So, you know, it's a giant ship, kind of a circle in the round stage setup. It had live singing it had some illusions at you know, dancing and it, you felt just like you were right there because yeah, it really it's not good. that big of a venue highly well very well produced time the songs were all modern songs it flowed well 
I mean, I think it was definitely, like you said, one of the best shows I've seen. It is an upcharge, but it's reasonable. And yeah, you get that yeah. drink. So I'm not afraid. But then in the main theater, we didn't get to see it. Uh, they did have a main theater show. They were showcasing Marvillia, but we got to see all the shows on Seascape. And if you like theater shows, so I know some people don't go to the theater. So if you're not a big theater person on any cruise, I don't think I'd recommend MSC's theater. Doc, probably going to change your mind. I would say it was very typical cruise show. Yeah, we we did Seaside. My family loved it, and there was some. There's some. If you type cruise addicts MSC Seaside, you'll see some footage from review. And um, we they have a unique style of uh, entertainment, a lot of acrobatics and different things like that. Really loved it. Um, is it for everybody? Maybe not, but it's, I think it goes back to the original conversation about MSC and how it has uniqueness to itself. That and you know they have to differentiate themselves somehow. We don't want to do the same thing like. Otherwise, every restaurant would be Outback, right? So, <laughs> you know, we want some different. Why, why, why would it be Outback? Why is that? Is that the baseline? I don't know. I'm just thinking. Yeah. Just, well, you know, we don't, we don't want to. Is, is every steak going to be Outback? No, we want different flavors. My favorite right. steak is Charlie's in Tampa, by the way. I thought you were going to at least go up. Like, is every place going to be Capitol Grill? Or like McCormick's. I really like Capitol Grill. Upscale. Capitol Grill is overrated, by the way. Love a show. On well, that. it's not as good as the Olive Garden, but I mean, it's something. So. So here's uh, the House of Houdini, and it's showing, uh, it's actually showing on the MSC Mirror View. So yeah, that was the House of Houdini on the Embassy Mirabilia. And um, I was those, bopping my head along. I got caught there. I'm like listening to the music, watching it. Yeah, it was and you know, I love the music. Those there's two singers there. There's a man and a woman. They were incredible. Uh really, really loved it. I think it just worked. You know, sometimes I was telling Don, you know, you know, sometimes they'll have like one singer that's okay. The other one's like really good, you know. Kind of, it's kind of like when you do a live and one host is really good and the other host, he's just kind of all right. He's sitting in the library. He doesn't know what's going exactly. on. I, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah. Going to the buffet. <laughs> that would be... <laughs> you said you're going to the buffet. Wouldn't it be great if you had a backdrop that was the buffet? John, we're just kidding. John, we love you. <laughs> uh, no, but in the... <laughs> No, the show was amazing, and they do two uh, two shows a night for several nights, and then they switch. So they have a second different production, which we didn't get to see there. So that same cast does a different production. If it was a week long cruise, they have like two different shows there. You know, I believe you. You know, when the when these ships came out, so it's the Miraviglia class. When they first came out, they had Circus LA. They had a, a relationship with them, but now it's called Carousel Productions, I believe. And so I think they brought it in house, but it was really, really good. 
I was still high, still high quality. The performers are excellent, and I think it it moved well. I, sometimes you go to a we love cruise shows, so don't get me wrong. Like I and yeah. I, we go to every single show on a ship. Main theater, small specialty lounges or venues like that, we see everything. But there are sometimes where shows kind of you're just like, all right, I'm right, re- I'm ready for this show to get over. That show, I love the pace of it, yeah, and really- it must. I, I didn't time it, but it had to be like a standard forty five ish minutes, right? It was a I typical. Know. Typical cruise show. It didn't seem yeah, it was, too it was, short or too long. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, great talent. Just incredible talent. And, you know, if you think about it, I was on a different brand, and they tried to do something like this in a different space, and it was open to a whole ship. And mm-hmm. people were waiting like two hours, um, which I gave them props for trying to do such a thing in an intimate space. But when you have five or 6,000 people trying to do it, they would literally wait for two hours. And, yeah. the, and the space wasn't made wasn't designed purpose built like this, the carousel lounges. So it just wasn't ideal. It was like, you know what? They should put the rigging in what, in like the main theater. So that that other brand wouldn't have been for like famous people. Would it be for all? Famous people? Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no, 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 it's not that one. No. And, okay. Okay. But my right. point was it's, you know what? It's great that these brands are trying to have this, bring this incredible entertainment. But in this case, I think it's perfect. It's in a purpose-built area, and it's not—it's limited. Basically, for the price of a drink, it—it it, it allows uh, foreigner people, just foreigner people, to sit in that space. There's not people trying to rush in and steal seats, and and which I saw in the other brand. Um, so yeah, highly recommend it. And, uh, I know each each ship has a different. Uh, if you go to the MSC website, and I know we have a link on the Cruise site to our six things, uh, the bottom that has a link. Um, you actually can see the different uh, ships that actually have uh, these shows, the Carousel Lounge mm-hmm. Productions. So check it out. Uh, sure, check out EatSleepCruise.com as well. And uh, We have seven. We, you only have six things. We have seven. I noticed that. So I just posted six. Got, we went one over you. Right. I think now I'm going to come up with 12, you know. <laughs> so maybe uh, we're going to have to go, hey, we're going to go from six to 12. Got to be Donnie. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll just keep going back and forth. So we appreciate everyone joining us. I had a lot of great questions, a lot of great learn. Well, I learned a lot from everyone. So I, I know we're a little over an hour. I, this is a good, I think, a good question to end with. If other folks have questions, please leave them in the comments. But first time cruiser, so I'm assuming first time cruising anything, asking they and they booked the yacht club on Seascape. What is some of your cruise MSC specific or even just cruise general? Couple, couple tips for. Uh, Lourdes, Lourdes, one, one. Wow! So you're not messing around. You just started off real strong, going right, right to at the top. Boom! Not not joking. I think just relax, take it all in. Uh, don't think too hard about it. Just try to enjoy it. I think that's I think that's the biggest thing with the yacht club, is you, you're basically going to be pampered with a butler. So someone's going to be holding your hand, so to speak, and. Um, just try to take it all in. I think with cruising, make it your own vacation. Uh, don't try to do too much, and just try to make it tailor the experience. Uh, like a treat the ship like a floating resort, and of course, you're in a luxury experience in the yacht club. And uh, so that's my advice: take your time, um, and don't try to do too much per se, and just tailor whatever experience you do have to what suits you best. I think it's pretty good advice. I, it is tough. You're starting at the very top, as John said, right? So you're 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 ruined. 
it's yeah. Well, what we've heard is once you go there, you never go back. So you're just going to look for, you know, suites on similar suites like in the Haven on Norwegian or Royal on some of their newest ships have there the suite life where they have kind of a, a ship within a ship experience. Like Carnival has some unique areas of their ships and newer ships too that are off that are exclusive for a certain route, certain cabin types. So I would say if this is really your first ever cruise, hey, let's see, you want to. If you're from the, if you're down there, if you're you know, flying a day early, make sure you arrive early. Pre-book some things. There is a concierge on board for you, but definitely book any tours or excursions you want to do. Hopefully, you're going to Ocean Key. That's a beautiful beach day. We've already talked about that, but whatever places you might be going, whether it's the Caribbean or the Bahamas, depending on your itinerary on that vessel, or uh, actually where, where it is, right where it might be. It's in September, I think. So it might be in a different area of the world, but wherever you are, you know, book some tours ahead of time. Utilize those res- utilize that concierge, those butlers while on the ship. There was a question about this. So besides those upcharge venues, none of that, none of the theater entertainment requires reservations ahead of time. So some cruise lines require you to make reservations for the shows. I yeah. remember on Seascape, it told you to make reservations in the app. And like the first day or two, they scanned the app. And then after that, they stopped scanning. So I don't know if it's just because not they didn't have to worry. I don't know if it's capacity controlled, but do do check that out. So if you're on the ship and it says to make a reservation for a show, it's free. They don't charge you. Make the reservations in the app. The MSC app's pretty good, right? So make sure to utilize the app. Do your check-in early. It wasn't Matt. You have priority embarkation anyway because you're going to be in the yacht club. But check out the app. Make sure you're familiar with that. And then explore the ship when you get on board. Just walk around. Soak it all in. Take advantage of all those other benefits they have, too. I think you get some specialty dining uh, package when you're in the yacht club or some of those other perks. Yeah, I think that's the, the final thing I'm thinking is just make sure, you know, you bought a special product being in the Yacht Club. Make sure that maybe watch some videos and do some deeper dive in, of the list of things, what's included. There's a long list. I just posted them last night on the article. And uh, make sure that you take advantage of those things. You know, you don't want to pay for something and not utilize them uh, to the fullest, you know, if it's something you want to utilize. And so uh, just to edu- get yourself up to speed, on the product that you bought and, and so you can enjoy it. You know, I know sometimes people take a cruise and whatever, whatever, wherever they are, and, and they really don't really get into the groove as far as maybe fully understanding what they want to do, or what they're doing until like midway. So now you've lost like three days, three and a half days on a, on the cruise. And then you enjoy the last days because you're kind of disoriented at the beginning. So do a little extra research to make sure that you can start off on a good foot. And of course the, the people in the yacht club are just absolutely incredible. Like Don said, just ask your butler any questions. They'll help you along the way. And of course, they know it better than we do. So, yeah, front loading is key. Front loading is key. We always say on any ship, it feels like the rest of the passengers don't find their way around till day three or four. So, the water, the water park might be there's a nice water park on Seascape for your kids or even for you. They have tube slides, they have body slides, they have the Robotron, which is an upcharge. But if you like thrilling attractions, you can do that. Robotic arm, it's Simulates a roller coaster, F1 simulator, the Hall of Games. They have the XD Cinema we talked about earlier. So all that stuff is there, the whole cruise, and it seems like people don't discover it until it's just day three or four. So it's so- ahead of the curve. Check out those things. There's some great deals you can get with passes where you buy, put a certain dollar amount down, and you get extra credits to util- that you can use at all those attractions because they all they honestly are all upcharge, but I think they're well worth it from the simulator to the Robotron and and some of the other virtual reality experiences there. Water park's free. And also, if you have kids, 
make sure you sign them up day one, right, John, for the youth area, Doremi Land, which I didn't realize that's how you pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, I have no idea. Doremi? They're like, no, it's Doremi. I'm like, oh. I was just thinking on a different note. I was like, you know, we'll tour some of these ships and stuff like that. And we're just on there for a day or so. And we'll see different areas that are kind of out by itself. And we'll say, God, we, I think we said this together. People aren't going to find this for like three days. So if there's a spot that you want to have to all to yourself. You go hang out there and like people don't know it's there for like three days. And then you're kind of done with it. You move on to another area, you know. Um, I say that all the time. We walk, I'll be walking somewhere. I'm up early filming or taking photos and doing other things. And you, or later in the afternoon, you're just roaming around. You overhear people like, oh, they have an Irish pub here. Like, where have you been? You've been on the ship for four days. Like, you're just realizing this. Or like, or like you know, on the, there's like the theater in the back. Like, I'll never forget. On Oasis Cloud, I saw a friend, Matt, from Royal Crim Vlog popped in. We literally, I'm sitting in the Oasis. And people walk out to the boardwalk, folks know those class, nice outdoor area. And literally, the Aqua Theater has some of the best entertainment you'll see on a cruise ship. And people oh, are like, oh, I wonder what happens here. It's like, what? <laughs> what do you mean, what happens here? So look at the deck plan, check out review. We have a full detailed review on our site, scorecard, as well as day-by-day -day of, of Seascape. But you can go to the groups. John's got a lot of great groups on Facebook. Other folks like lives like this will tell you information. Figure out what you want to do. Do it early in the cruise. And then the great part is if you really like something, you can go back and you don't mind if you have to wait in line a little bit or if there's a little bit of a queue because you've already experienced it once and you're going back for a second. It's kind of like the buffet. Grab everything you like. And then if you really like something, you can go back and wait in line and you can get some more of it. And of course, I think they've got 24 hour room service and stuff like that. Of course, it's going to be included most likely. Oh, in the Yacht Club. Yeah, in the Yacht Club. You, yeah. We don't, don't. you don't have to leave that area. See the world with Chris actually because I heard that the ice cream at the Ocean K is included with the Yacht Club. Is that true? Probably, <laughs> you know. That's your your answer is probably Chris. I can't help. He's in a library. We should look this up. I don't know. Uh, Go to the. Book I don't list. know. We, our producer's on. Where's my producer? She should be on this. Uh, I I. producer. And after we haven't. I've never seen the yacht club, so I don't know. And those inclusions are kind of always, you know, kind of they're tweaking what's included. But um, oh, she wrote. Sure. Oh, boom! All yeah. right. Premium extra drink package, but doesn't get work at the premium menus like the bench. We don't believe it's not sure 100%. See, Interesting. she's so smart. <laughs> <laughs> so, wow, it went really good. Yeah. So, I uh, appreciate everyone you know, checking in. As a reminder, we are going to do another live next week all about Alaska. We each have an Alaska cruise coming up in the next few weeks. So, that was, that was zoom in. Um, next few weeks. So we'll, we'll we'll get some links out there so you can come with your Alaska cruise questions or just questions in general. But before we call a night, John, where can people find you? You can find me at Cruise Addicts uh, on all the different social media programs at Cruise Addicts and, of course, at CruiseAddicts.com. And we really appreciate it. If you give us a thumbs up, uh, like, comment, all that great stuff, we really appreciate it. And thank you all for watching. Uh, it's such a pleasure to do this. And I'm really looking forward to our Alaska show uh, next week. It should be like next week, same time, same place. Yeah, uh, we'll get those at the same 7.30 Wednesday, Eastern, 7.30 Eastern, uh, East Coaster. Yeah, so I'm gonna, I'll just for folks at other times. But yeah, we're talking all things Alaska, packing, planning, ships, itineraries. We're, we're, we're going gonna, on different, both of us going on different ships. We get different itineraries. For the show, different luggage. For the show next week, I'm going to wear layers. La you should pack layers. I'm, I'm layers. Wearing, for the show, I'm going to have layers on and make my binoculars, you know. And a waterproof coat because it does rain. Yes, a little hot shirt. Water, water jacket, but um, with a, with a hat too, right? In a hat, yeah, yeah. I actually have, I have, a, I have a branded Alaska hat for a particular cruise line that is like 
it's money. It's so money. I'll wear it. I'll that wear is it. so but fancy. It's very thank you. Yeah. So th- thanks for joining. If you don't know who I am, I'm Don from Eat Sleep Cruise. You can find us at eatsleepcruise.com, at Eat Sleep Cruise on all social medias, except for YouTube, where it's at Eat Sleep Cruise one. Uh, we appreciate you joining us tonight. Have a good rest of your night, and we'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Good night. The proceeding was a presentation of Cruise Addicts.